I've got three kids. The oldest is five. Yeah, the oldest is five. And then we have twins who are 17 months younger. So they're four, five and four right now. And they're rambunctious. They, um, they're great kids, but it gets wild. And two of them are boys and they're always wrestling. Their hands are always on each other. They're always tackling. And right now they're, you know, they're scuffing up walls and I'm afraid they're going to put holes in the wall. And, and my mind just automatically goes to, you know, we're not, we're not going to move in the, from this house anytime soon, but one day, and then I'm probably going to have to fix that up. Although I'm never quite sure. Is that something I need to fix up before, before I would sell the house? Hey, let's build it on radio.com with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. Andy, you've got brothers. You know all about this. Mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember my father coming home and we had duct taped a hockey net on the basement wall. And, you know, it was one goalie and there's I mean, two, the three of us. So one goalie, two guys playing one on one. Not only did we put pucks through the wall, there was like body imprints from checks in the wall. And it was not a very happy camper. But uh, luckily, uh, I was the next person to buy the house. So he didn't have to fix the walls in the basement. I did. <laughs> from when you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. that's, your, that's your payback. So I've, um, you know, I've hung curtains. Um, I've hung things on the wall. Um, so I've got, you know, I've got nails and screw holes in there that, you know, we'll obviously have to take down at some point. Are, 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 those are things I would imagine that you have to patch up before you sell a home. Yeah, you know, um, uh, talking to a, a realtor friend of mine today, uh, Luke at Eddie Dyna Realty, some really good information. A couple of things I didn't even think about. Um, even like fingerprints on the wall. Um, we think that that's not that big of a deal. It probably needs paint, but why would I paint it? You know, the homeowner, the new person's going to want to pick their own color anyways. The problem with that thinking is that the new buyer coming in might multiply what it costs to paint in their head by sometimes two, three times, just because uh, they don't really know what it costs. So a $3,000 project or $2,000 project might be ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 in their head might be the reason why they don't buy it. So yes, holes in the wall, stains on, on walls, um, fingerprints, things like that uh, should be fixed before you start selling the house. And I imagine a homeowner is going to come in and not want to have to do those things either. I mean, they just, you know, they're, they're getting in a new home. They're like, we got a lot of work to do. I don't necessarily want to just wash walls or, or repaint right away. Yeah. And a lot of times they're going to look at it and like, oh, if I paint that wall, I'm going to have to paint the ceiling. There's a little stain over there. And then I'm going to have to paint that. Next thing you know, they're painting in their heads. They're going to have to paint the entire house. And, and it just might be something that turns buyers off. Now, today with inventory being what it is, there's not a lot turning any buyer off. But we're not always going to be in that type of market either. So when you're patching up paint, this is kind of a uh, tangent here, but when you're patching up paint, mm-hmm. I've gotten into where I've just had, you know, just little marks here and there. And I go with the paint and I stir it up and I just want to patch it just a little bit. And I do a little streak like that to pat, and then it, it ends up being off colored. And so now I imagine the only resolution here is to, I got to repaint the whole wall. Yeah. It, it, my experience is if that paint job is older than a year, there's, it's really hard to patch and fill in. So your, your, your best bet is going to be painting the whole wall. Now, if you have some of the, that paint and you can match and do that, you can probably get away without priming. But if you are patching the wall with any type of mud first, I would still prime at least that area and then paint the entire wall. Sometimes priming the entire wall is still the best way to go. And foot primer costs usually a, a good step anyways. 
Okay. So we've got that down painting and, and obviously, you know, fixing up the things. Is there anything else that we need to do or think about before we sell a home? Um, yeah. Um, finished basements, extra living space. Uh, you know, people are spending a lot more times at their homes nowadays. So if you have an easy way to really expand your living space or like the example I, I heard of, of a, a house pushing a million dollars, but it was only two bedrooms. Um, and it was about $5,000 to convert some other space into two more bedrooms, which, which when you think about it, how people search for homes is for three bedroom, four bedrooms. So if you want your house to show up on more searches, the more bedrooms that you have, then the, the better off you're going to be. So it could be, you know, an egress window in your basement can be as little as $3,000 to add. And that might add a lot of value to your home. So sitting down and looking at how many baths you have, how many bedrooms you have, what you can convert into a bedroom legally and making sure that you're getting, and that's something I think you can accomplish relatively cheaply and really increase the value of your home pretty quickly. Oh, so a bedroom, a bedroom to be considered a bedroom has to have a window. Yeah. You need some type of egress access to that bedroom in order for it to, to be considered a bedroom. Um, we do that a lot in basements. And, and again, you're talking 2,500 to $3,000 to put a, uh, an egress window in your basement. Not only are you adding a lot more natural light as well, um, but you are, you, it's really easy. You're, you're going from a three bedroom to a four bedroom or sometimes a three bedroom to a five bedroom because you're adding a, you add that egress window to a, a big room in the basement, put two bedrooms in it and you're good to go. Hmm. Okay. So we've talked about selling the house. All right. What about the, the other side of it? What if you're buying a house? Hey, here's a heads up. Now, if you're buying a house, Andy, I, I imagine you would recommend getting that home inspection report, right? I would, um, but, but I caution people, these, these home inspections report, you know, home inspectors as a whole are pretty broad, not very specialized. Um, they're going to see the big stuff. They're, they know enough about electrical, the red flag that. That's one of the things. That's why when you talk to most real estate agents, and, and today I've talked to four of them, when I asked them, what's the number one thing home inspection reports come back? They all say electrical outlets are um, things not grounded properly. Um, which, which I see on a regular basis too. So if you take your regular outlet, there's two ways you can ground or put the wires in that outlet. Um, what I call the cheater fast way, where you just strip the wire and you can press it into the back of the outlet, or what I call the right way, and that's where you curl the wire, put it on the screw and tighten the screw. It can't pull loose no matter what moves in there, no matter what kid yanks a cord from it without pulling it off. Um, all that stuff eventually can sometimes now if that wire is loose or you get an arc there, that can create a fire. So it's something you want to look at. But problem with home inspectors is they don't get, they're not very specialized. And when I say not very specialized, things like radon, inspecting your chimney, roof inspections, usually aren't very comprehensive when it comes to home inspectors. So I think to do your due diligence really look at not only getting a home inspection in, but maybe getting uh, some experts in to come and look at it because you can probably get experts in for under $500. And when you think about the biggest purchase of your life, to have that peace of mind, that $500 seems like it's pretty cheap to spend. Yeah. So home inspection, the way you describe it, and we've done it, like we've sold, mm -hmm. uh, we've bought, and Camille and I, we've bought two houses in our lives. We've sold one moving from Houston back to Minnesota. Um, but it sounds like almost like a multivitamin, you know, where it's like, hey, it doesn't really specialize in anything. It's just a lot of little things for everything. And, yeah. and it, that, that's what it sounds like to me. 
you know, that's a, that's a really good way of putting it. And I'm not trying to knock on home inspectors. They, they, for the most part, do a good job. They're just not, they're not going to tell you if the house has radon issues. They're not going to typically give you a comprehensive report on your chimney. I can, I can tell you this, uh, in the Twin Cities alone last year, the, the chimney specialist that I use came in contact with over 100 chimneys that were fire hazards, so much so the insurance company paid ten dollars to $30,000 to have them fixed. Over a hundred different chimneys last year, and, and we're talking one metropolitan. So you think about that, how many people are actually going to inspect it, make sure there's no cracks, make sure that half the time it wasn't even the right materials weren't used on the install, creating a fire hazard. So I don't know about you, that those are the types of things I, I really want to know about about a home that, that, that maybe even me in the industry isn't going to pick up right away. I'm going to want to get the experts in or get further testing done. Okay, so home inspector, you would do that, but then you would get an expert or two experts in yeah. addition to? You know, um, for me, I, I'm probably going to stick, for, for me personally, I'm, I'm going to skip the home inspector. If I'm looking at a house, I'm going to get my electrician to go take a look at it. I'm going to get my chimney guy to go take a look at it. I'm going to get uh, the, the testing from uh, my basement person and get the radon testing done myself. And usually you can find out if neighborhoods have radon issues uh, or don't. So... If you do it with a simple Google search, areas of the world have higher levels of radon than others. Um, if you're in one of those neighborhoods, I would definitely get a radon test done. Some home inspectors are going to do that. Some aren't. Um, but for me, I'm, uh, but I'm in the industry, so I got the experts to lean on. Um, other people, uh, it might not be as easy, but I would at least look into it. If you get a home inspection report back, is there anything that you, Andy, as a buyer, would say, oh, that's a red flag. Like that's a red flag for a house for me. Um, yes, uh, roofing issues and electrical issues, plumbing issues, um, anything to do with the mechanicals, I'm going to want to inspect further. Remember, um, typically the, the, the seller doesn't have to fix anything, but it's something to negotiate usually at this point. If they're disclosing this, they can be a negotiation point. So if, if you're at this point, a wise person's going to get estimates on what it's going to cost to fix that so they know if they're going to be making a good deal or not. So a roof can be thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 sometimes depending on the house that, that, that you're looking at, especially if there's rot or any type of mold or you know, any of the other types of issues that, that water infiltration can cause. Hey, here's what's trending. Well, now you got me thinking home renovations, if you're buying or selling a house. So how about we separate this, Andy? What are some of the top home renovations that can wait? And then after that, let's do some of the top home renovations that cannot wait. Let's start with can. What are some that can wait? Um, wish list. If you're trying to make your house more comfortable or any type of major renovation or remodel, redoing the, the living room or the master suite or whatever the case may be, it's typically if, if, if you're selling that house in the next year, maybe two years, most of those should wait because the return on investment just isn't there. If it's a major renovation that's going to be personal in nature at all, I'd at least consult a professional before I, before I pulled the trigger on something like that. Yeah. You never would want that to be the thing that holds up a sale. It's like, man, you know, I don't get what they did in this master bedroom. I I don't understand that. And and, and then that would be the thing that held up a a sale. Yeah. And and, in the seller's eye, we're like, I just spent $40,000 on this master suite. (laughs) What do you mean you don't like it? Yeah. You know, it's uh, they, they think it's going to be a selling point, but it's so personal 
that it really it's a small percentage of people that like it. And then if you're doing one of those things, don't typically you'd you know, and things happen, life happens, but typically you'd want to stay in the house and yeah. if you're doing that. But but emotions make a lot of decisions. So sometimes we're not not thinking clearly and thinking about what it's going to take to sell our house. So we make those decisions. But I, I just always try to caution people if I'm hearing that that they are looking at selling in the next year. I'm definitely going to be having a conversation about what the return on investment is, why they are getting this done. Do they think they need it done? Just because they just uh, it's I don't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth because even on roofing, say you buy a brand new roof this year and it's thirty thousand dollars, you're not getting all thirty thousand dollars of that roof back next year on selling your home. Typically, now some houses you have to do that, but if you don't, then don't spend the money. Well, what if you are selling your house and your, your house needs a new roof? Is that something you need to do before the next buyer buys it? Or do you need to disclose it? Or what, what would be the process there? Um, depends on, on the dis... Uh, I mean, it all depends on how bad your roof is. If it's, if it's leaking, um, you're going to have to disclose that to the buyer. Or if it, the, the home inspector looks at it and goes, yeah, your roof is shot and you're going to need a new roof, um, that might be where potential buyers start to try to negotiate the price down with you. In today's market, you know, those types of things really aren't happening because of the, the low inventory that we have. Houses aren't staying very long, typically. Now, that's not always the case, but um, as uh, the markets normalize, uh, a bad roof can be the reason why your house doesn't buy. It all depends on, on how bad your roof actually is, and experts will tell you the right way or the wrong way. Yeah, so if it's beat up, Maybe it needs to be updated within a year or two. Yeah. Would you suggest not going out and getting a new roof if you're planning to sell within the next year? Yeah. If it's not leaking, there might be some things that you can do to repair the roof um, or mm. clean the roof to really to make it look better. And, and that goes with, with all the home improvements that you should do before you sell your home. It, it, it is all about cleaning and touching up and making it brighter, things like that. Well, the little stuff, the, the stuff that's elbow grease more than money, that's what, what people typically should do. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they should do those things. Okay, so you gave us top home renovations that can wait, the master bedroom, um, the roof potentially. But if it's leaking, that's something that really can't wait. Is there anything else that a renovation that can't wait? You know, um, my understanding is some of the most important uh, part of the house is going to be from where they pull in the driveway to where they take the shoes off when they enter the house. You want to make sure that that landscaping is right, the gutters are running the way they should, that you have positive grade away from your house, that your exterior, any peeling paint or any painting that should be done gets done. Paint's cheap. Do the painting before you sell the house. Make it look as, as nice as you possibly can. Those are the types of things that you can do to really make a difference on, on your home. Sometimes if uh, you, know, you find out your front door doesn't work at all, remember, that's where buyers are going to come in. And, and you'd be surprised on how many people haven't operated their front door in a very long time and then come to find out it doesn't work or it sticks and you know, that sometimes can be two, three, four thousand dollars depending on the door. So you're going to want to make sure you address that before the new buyer comes and operates it. By the way, I don't think I told you, but we're starting to use the dishwasher now after five years. I was wondering if it was going to work. You know, my wife is is not really for the dishwasher. She thought, you know, and especially with little kids, she's like, we'll just always wash our dishes right away. But now the dishes are piling up and we're starting to use a dishwasher. I think I told you before, it was just used for basically 
just to make sure that it doesn't stink with the garbage disposal. So I'd throw in a tab every couple of months, but yeah. we're starting to use it now and it works. Well, there you go. See, now you're not going to be too far away from one of those uh, kitchen renovations where we install two dishwashers. <laughs> well, with the, if I, with the amount of kids I have and the month, the amount they eat, we might need one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's not as uncommon as you think. Hey, here's a pointer. All right. Uh, I actually have two tips for us uh, on this episode, Corey. One um, for people that are looking at selling their home. If you're thinking about any type of major home improvement project whatsoever, and when I say major, anything over $20,000, if you're thinking about selling your house in the next year, maybe two years, I think it's wise to get a real estate professional involved and ask about the resale value, what type of home improvement project I should be doing to put myself in the best position to get the most money possible for my home. On the other side of things, as the buyer, we look at these houses online and we fall in love with them and we almost go to that that showing looking for reasons to buy it. Um, I think the wise person goes to those houses and looks for reasons not to buy it. Try to find things that you didn't see online. That's advice, again, given me by the, the great real estate guy, Luke, from Medina Realty. He was full of them today for me. But it just you go there and you try to pick it apart. Try to find out what they didn't show you. What are they hiding from you? And, and sometimes you're going to be disappointed, but sometimes you're going to find things that not only gives you a way to negotiate the price down, but make sure you don't have surprises down the road. Yeah, and, and if you and if you have a good experience too, it can help just reinforce the way you felt about the the right place. Yeah, you know, uh, just like all things home improvements, anytime it comes to your house, the people that do their due diligence, take their time, try to take emotion out of the decisions, seem to be the ones that are are better off in the long run. Andy, great stuff. Thanks. Thank you. 